This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. I'd like us to start to give thanks to God for the year 2019. I don't know why I'm saying 2019, but for everything that has happened so far, I want you to just start to mention them one after the other and start to give God thanks for it. Thank God for it. Thank God for it. I want you to lift up those times that you can pinpoint in the year. Those times of excellence, those times of triumph. And even the times that seemed difficult, I want you to just lift everything up right now. Thank God. There's somebody here, I think you ought to thank God for your mother. You ought to thank God for your mother. One way or the other, just thank God for your mother. Can you just lift up your voice right now? We are giving God praise and thanks for 2019. Every event that has happened in, in 2019, we are giving God thanks for it. We are showing God our gratitude. We are showing God that we appreciate Him. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, you can thank God for your spouse. I want you to thank God for your jobs. I want you to thank God for the person that you are going out with. I want you to thank God for the household of David. Oh, all over this place, can you just start to say, God, you have been faithful to me. You have been faithful to me. You have been faithful to me and I acknowledge it. I remember the times in January, February, July, August, how you showed up, how you showed up for me. When I prayed and you answered my prayer, when I didn't pray and you still answered. Oh, I'm grateful to you. I'm grateful to you. Lord, I'm grateful to you. I'm grateful to you. And I want you to start to thank God for the remaining months of the year. We're about to enter October, starting from next week. Uh, next week, October, November, December. I want you to start to pray that, Father, in the name of Jesus, everything that has been assigned to me in 2019, I thank you because I receive it. With an open heart and with an open hands, I receive it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Whatever thing that, Lord, I have missed in the past of this year, Lord, I know that you are bringing it back again. You are restoring lost opportunities to me this year. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Start to thank God for every month coming up. And I want you to believe. Believe Him. That every opportunity that has been lost will be restored in the name of Jesus. There are things, that promotions that you ought to have received and you did not receive. This year, before the year runs out, by thanksgiving, by prayer, by supplication, we will receive it now. In the name of Jesus. 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 Oh, Father, we give you praise. We're thanking you for 2019, the year of the Spirit. We thank you, Father, because we know that the things that has been proven difficult for man, you will make it easy and possible for us. 
the Bible says with man it is impossible but with God all things are possible all things are possible all things are possible if anything has been seemed to be impossible we pray and we believe that before the end the year runs out we receive it in the name of Jesus we receive it in the name of Jesus if there's anyone that has had a sickness or an illness and it has been taught that there's no way forward it looks as if there's been a there's been a barrier to that person getting healed father we receive that healing right now in the name of Jesus Lord we receive that promotion in the name of Jesus Lord we receive that appointment in the name of Jesus thank you father thank you father can you raise up your hands and just say thank you Jesus I want you to say it in faith father thank you and I want you to be specific be specific about the thing that you are thanking God for don't just pray pray with a blind mind with a blank mind be specific be specific be specific that before the end of the year father I receive everything you have said concerning this matter concerning this situation in the name of Jesus I thank you father I receive it I receive it Father, I receive it. Lord, I receive it. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to your name. 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 In Jesus' name we are prayed. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Our Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Father, for this year. We are so grateful, Lord, for bringing us from January all the way to September. We are grateful. You have been faithful to us. You have been faithful to us in our family. You have been faithful to us in our workplace. You have been faithful to us in the household of David. Father, be magnified in the name of Jesus. We thank you because our experience in the household of David does not mirror what is going on in the nation. And we know that, Lord, you have just started with us in the name of Jesus. Because the path of the just shines brighter and brighter and brighter until the perfect day. Father, we know that this is not all there is to you. We know this is not all there is to your blessing. We know this is not all there is to your promotion for us you are still taking us far in the name of jesus and we receive it in jesus name we receive it in jesus name lord we receive it by faith in the name of jesus thank you father thank you father lord we pray that god everyone oh lord that is weak in one area or the other that has come to this meeting father they will receive your strength in jesus name lord they will receive your strength in the name of jesus it will only be by you by your spirit in the mighty name of jesus only by your spirit in the mighty name of jesus if there's anyone father that is here lord that has been burdened or anyone that has been oppressed in a wrong way lord tonight it ends in jesus name thank you father we give you all the praise in jesus mighty name we pray can somebody celebrate god this evening hallelujah Okay, so I'm going to start by recapping what we learned last week. How many of us were around last week? Okay, so we learned quite um, a number of things. The, we learned about the call of God for our lives, and we learned that we have been called to be conformed to the image of Christ Jesus. And we also learned that life in itself will try to keep us in a particular mood, which is not what God's plan is for us. God's plan for us is to be supernatural. God's plan for us is to be blessed. God's plan for us is to be productive. And we must demand it. We must make a demand on the resources that God has given us. We also learned that we should put aside worry because worry does not bring about the plan of God for our lives. Anytime we worry, it's as if we don't really trust God. It's as if we have put the focus on the problem rather than 
the person that can solve the problem. Can we remember those things? Okay. And I hope that we have been fellowship with God, fellowshipping with God. How many people have been gisting with God? As in like you've really, really been gisting with God, talking to God about everything. Talking to God about uh, your food, talking to God about traffic, talking to God about, you know, even your boss that is nice to you or not nice to you. Talking to God about that contract that is just hanging. It's taking time. Baba, what's going on? I mean, let your power rest upon this thing. So, we're supposed to be talking to God about everything. Hallelujah. Um, I want to, okay, I will not do that. I wanted to ask someone to tell, come and describe to us your best food and how you should prepare it. Does anybody want to volunteer? Your best meal and how to prepare it. So, I will talk about mine. Everybody's looking at me that, ah, did we come to a cooking class? <laughs> no, we didn't come to a cooking class. We are going somewhere. Tell your neighbor we are going somewhere. You see, good things, good things have two factors, or there are two things that have to do with good things. Number one, you need the raw material for it, and then number two, you need the process. So, if I were to think about my best food, I would say probably, I don't know, maybe beans and fried fish with nice plantain, plantain that is not really, um, that's a little overripe, you know. You know, you know what I'm talking about, guys? <laughs> A little overripe, you know, just a little overripe, and you fry it. So, if we were to take the beans, the raw fish, and the plantain, I think if we were to eat it like that, that would be a problem. We'd have, probably have a tummy ache. But when we take the beans and we soak it down, and then we take the plantain and we cut it and we put it, the oil and cut a little onions into it, you know, and then we take the fish, we spread some salt and onions and little, a little lime together and put it on the, the frying pan and then it's frying and it's scenting so nicely. I mean, it's something, I mean, you guys are salivating already. <laughs> you know, so I'm a good cook, right? <laughs> Can I cook? Please don't try my cooking. <laughs> Where am I going? Why do we come to church? Why do, we, why do we fellowship with each other? God has an end product that he has determined for us to be. And then, what he does is that anytime we come to church, we get the raw materials. He teaches us two things. The raw materials, which is basically what? The word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Anything that is going to be of substance has to start with a word. So, in your life, in the things that you want, in the things that you need, you need a word. You need a word from God. So, when you are praying, what are you, what is, what's the word that you're actually standing on? Okay, I need to increase my finances because I can see the bills that are, 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 are increasing. How do I pray? I need a word. If I need productivity in my life, in my work, at, at the office, how do I pray? I need to start with a word. Amen. And then when God gives us a word, he also tells us the processes that will make that word to become the finished product. Processes include things like confession. Processes include things like intercession. Processes include things like studying the word. So whenever we come to church or whenever we come to fellowship, two things. We need the word and the processes. And the plan of God is not for us to just be coming Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and just gathering information. Just picking up information. No, that's not God's plan for you. Really. 
God's plan for you is to be productive. The first thing that God told Adam and Eve after he had created the world, he said in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to 28, he said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. How come that was the first thing that God told them? Think about it. How come? Because that's what, that's what matters to God. He expects us as human beings, he expects us as his children to be fruitful and to be multiplying. Now, yes, multiplying in the physical sense, yes, human race, but in every aspect of our lives, that's what God plans for us. And that's what his desire is for us. In fact, in the Bible, Jesus said any person or any field that is not fruitful, what is he going to do with it? He said, my father is going to take it away. But he didn't want that to happen to us. So he said, I have called you and ordained you to be fruitful and that what? Your fruit should remain. So what am I saying? As we have time with God and as we grow in God, we should measure our, t- our fruitfulness. We should measure, okay, how do you measure fruitfulness? The thing that is being preached in the, in the church, the thing that is being preached in fellowship, is it having reflection on my life? Okay, is it that I'm hearing so much about my authority in Christ and when it comes to those nitty-gritty situations, I can't manifest it or I can't utilize it? Is it that I'm hearing about my healing and then I'm having situations of health challenges and I can't bring it to be? It's not supposed to be so. Hallelujah. Somebody getting something? (laughs) Because we're all looking at me like (laughs) bros. Okay, so... That's fruitfulness. And why do we have to be fruitful? Number one, God is glorified. The more you are fruitful, the more you are showing the world who God is. Amen. Amen. So think about it this way. You are in the office. Uh, let me choose a simple, a simple um, um, vocation. Let me choose sales. You are in sales. Let's just assume you are in sales, right? And... You go about, I mean, you talk to people, say, oh, I believe in Jesus. I believe in, I believe in, in uh, God as my father. I come from household of David. Okay, your colleagues are listening to you. They are taking your invitation to church. And from time to time, your boss is calling you out for non-productivity. You are not representing God. I'm not representing God. I'm not saying that sometimes we will have those kind of challenges. But we should not allow it to stay because that's not who we are. We are supposed to glorify God with our fruitfulness. Amen. Amen. In fact, when you are fruitful, you will have the opportunity to be a blessing to others. There are times, there, are, there was a particular time I was driving to work and I saw, and I saw um, a lot of students, you know, I don't know whether you've seen them, a lot of students were queuing up for the bus, queuing up for bus, and there are so many, and they are struggling with adults for BRT. And my heart just got broken. I was like, wow, these students... When you take like 30 minutes to one hour struggling with um, adults for bus, what is going to happen to you when you get to, um, to school? So I, started, I began to think and I began to dream and I was like, okay, ah, wouldn't it be nice to, wouldn't it be nice to have a, buy a particular bus and then drive it through Lagos and um, you know, if there's anybody that is a student, just come. I know. So for me to achieve that, you know, I had to start thinking, what are the cost implications of all these things? You understand? So my ability to achieve that dream is dependent on my level of fruitfulness. 
Because as fruitfulness increases, resources are directed towards you. It's normal. When you are the performer in your office, people will promote you, people will give you more responsibility, people will give you more resources. When you are a performer as an as an entrepreneur, people will give you more contracts because they can, they can say that this person, if I give this guy this thing, he's going to make something good about it. Hallelujah. These are reasons to us to be fruitful in everything that we are doing. And one more thing is that when you are fruitful and you are productive, you are a mentor. You become a standard to other people. People that have no hope. People that uh, how would I put it? People that have lost their vision, they feel that, well, let's just be living. You understand? If they see you and they say, oh, this person, Rafi, the way he has become productive, the way he has become resourceful, I can be like that. Then you have become a shining light to the, your environment. You have become a yardstick. Those are the reasons why you and I should be fruitful. Amen. Amen. So I want us to, this night, from, from this time, just look at your life and make a determination that, look, I'm not going to allow anything in my life to be unproductive. I'm not going to allow anything in my life to be unfruitful because that is who God has called you to be. But is that always the case? Is it everybody that determines or just says, I want to be fruitful, that automatically becomes fruitful? No. So there are some things that we are going to look at. Um... Let's open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 13. We're going to be looking at, at the parable of the sower. Because that parable, it's, it's aptly, it aptly describes what fruitfulness should be and why some people could not be fruitful, why some people could not be productive. Uh, I'd like to call the message, this message will be called Position for Productivity. Positioned for Productivity. So there are certain things around your life, there are certain things around my life that can cause us to walk in productivity. Amen. So are we there? Matthew chapter 13. If you are there, say amen. Amen. Okay. Can somebody read for us from verse 3 to verse 8? Sir? And you speak many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went forth to and when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them all. Some fell by, some fell upon stony places, where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness of earth. Because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. Verse 8. And all, but other fell, on, fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Amen. Amen. Okay, so this um, parable is talking about the, the, uh, the sower and the seed. I'm sure we're all familiar with it, so I won't go too much into that. But the parable tells several principles about fruitfulness. It tells several principles about what happens when people receive the word. What happens when you see that Pastor Shola is giving a word of prophecy? You are all excited about it. You know, in church, you speak in tongues, you are just jumping and everything. One week later, two weeks later, you, you have produced fruit on that word and another person has not. 
This parable explains to us what is going on. Now, the word of God is very dynamic. So, I want us to wrap our minds around what I'm going to say right now. And I want us to see from different parts. What's the first part? What's the first part of that um, parable? It says what? Okay, and then when he started his story, what's the first thing he said? Stop. Behold, the sower went forth. Behold, the sower went forth. Some, t- some other translations say, Behold, the sower went out. First thing of, first law of fruitfulness, or first principle of fruitfulness, you need to go out. You need to start work. You need to start doing something new. You see, people just feel, a lot of people just feel that, oh, if I'm, I'm, I'm and I won't, I, I won't say Christians, if I'm in church and the pastor is praying over, praying over my life, normally I'm supposed to start producing. Results are supposed to start coming out from my life. No, it's not so. The Bible said the sower went out. Why did he go out? Because he had something in mind. He had a, 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 what you call, a vision in mind of what he wanted to achieve, wanted, what he wanted to receive. Possibly he, wanted to, he was sowing seed to sell crops so that he could increase his finances. Possibly he wanted, to buy, he wanted to sow seed so that he could feed his family. He had a vision. And what did he do? He didn't just sit down with that vision. He went out. He went out. So where is the place of, the place of fruitfulness or productivity that you want in your life? What are the things that you, you have looked at and you say, okay, I want to improve in this. You have to go out. And that going out means stepping out of your comfort zone. It means learning new skills. It means learning something new, going to meet somebody new. If I have a, a salesperson in my office and uh, he's not productive, the first thing I ask him is, how many people have you gone to see? How many people, are you just expecting to, people to come and um, give you um, contracts while you're sitting down? It's not possible. Are you with me? So you have to look at your life. Where is the place of where is the place that you want something new in your life? Where? Do something new. I want you to tell your neighbor, do something new. The second thing I want us to note is this. Did you notice that as the, the Bible describes that he was sowing seeds, but it was not every ground that produced the seed they, they put um, what they call the harvest that he wanted some fell on the, the ground some fell on shallow soil what's that telling us while you are having what you want to do and while you go out your productivity has been positioned in certain places amen, amen. you have your own field you have the place that you are been designed and destined to prosper. Have you found your place? Have you found your place? So the first part we said is go out. Let me give the last, I think the last time I, I was here, I gave a little marketing um, lesson. Let me give a little physics lesson this evening. How many people did physics? How many people liked physics? <laughs> you, okay, you liked physics. That's good. So the first part I said was that you have to go out and do something. Scalar quantity, magnitude, do something that, do something, you understand? The second part, I said you have to find your own field, a vector. Does anybody know what a vector is? Does anybody know what a vector is? A vector is a, is, is a force that has magnitude and what? Direction. So you have to find your own direction. What are you good at? What are you passionate about? Where, what is the thing that really excites you? And really, you should find it because really, you don't have much time. 
People say, I, I read something this week, this last week. They said, the statement that time is going is wrong. It is you that is going. You understand what I'm saying? Time will continue to go. It is you and I that have limited opportunity to do what we have to do in that time. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, let's, that we, we have looked at the sower. Let's look at the ground. So we saw that as the sower was going, the sower was going, he was spreading out the seed to different places. And there were particular places, there were directions that the seed was bringing forth fruit. Now, what if the seed did not receive the fruit? Um, I'm sorry, what if the soil did not receive the seed? You have to receive the seed. If you don't receive the seed, what will happen? You won't bring forth a harvest. So we have to position ourselves in, different, in the right places to receive the word of God, to receive the seed that is for our own productivity. Hallelujah. And finally, I just want to say, your results depend, your results depend on what your heart does with the seed. Your results depend on what your heart does with the seed. The Bible says that blessed is the man that not only hears the word, but does what? Does it. You have to do something with the seed, with the word that you have received. Hallelujah. I'm going to end this um, exhortation with a, a popular story. How many of us have read or you have seen Pilgrim's Progress? Pilgrim's Progress, Pilgrim's Progress, you've seen it. There's a, if you've not read it before, it's a, there's a new cartoon. You, please go and check it out. It's very, very fantastic. Pilgrim's Progress. It's a story about a Christian. How his journey from being, starting out as a Christian, and how he gets to what is called the Celestial City. So, John Bunyan, he was describing the, the different parts of the Christian. And he was talking about different things that can happen to a Christian. It's a fantastic um, story and uh, if you need me to send you the cartoon I can send it to you just meet me after the service you know so um, he was talking about a man called Christian and I want to talk about the four the four soils in that story this parable of the sower and the seed so the first part I want the first person I want to talk about is called Mr. Obstinate how many of us know what obstinate means obstinate means stubborn Stubborn, as in you don't, you don't hear word. The first soil that you know, Jesus talked about, he said the seed fell on the ground. And what happened? The birds came to eat it. That seed did not, enter, did not enter the ground. You understand? Why? Because the ground was hardened. Whatever we are doing, whenever we are listening to the word, don't be Mr. Obstinate. Mr. Obstinate says, whatever you see, Pastor Shola, is good. Oh, I like it. But me, as for me, whatever I want to do, I will do. I hope you are not like that. Ask your neighbor. I hope you are not like that. <laughs> you might be laughing now, but there are people like that. I'm serious. There are people like that. Because of culture, because of experience, they come to church, but the word does not enter. Mm -mm. It's what they have determined to do that they will do. And what happened? The birds came and ate the seed. It's the same thing in that story. There's a man called Mr. Obstinate. When Christian was taking him, he said, let us go to the celestial city. Mr. Obstinate said, no, I'm not following you anywhere. Me, what I want to do, I will do. That's Mr. Obstinate. The second pair, all these, and all these characters that I'm mentioning, when you read the book, you will remember that I said it. There's another character called Mr. Pliable. 
you know what the meaning of pliable? I go anywhere the wind takes me. If the wind carries me this way, I go there. If the wind carries me, I go there. You understand? In fact, there's a part in the, in the cartoon on the story that Mr. Pliable told Mr. Obstinate, I'm going to follow Mr. Christian to the celestial city. They were going and they entered into a ditch. And the next thing was that you lied to me. Why did you say this to me? In fact, I'm going back to where I'm coming from. That's Mr. Obstinate. That's Mr. Obstinate. The Bible says that the second soil, the seed entered it. But because it did not have root, it did not, there was no depth, what happened? It grew. After a while, the sun came on it. And what happened? The, what do you call it? The harvest spoiled. So, Mr. Mr. Pliable are people that don't have conviction. Anything moves them. They can listen to in H, they can listen to the household of David today. When the Bible says, when the Bible says that you are a new man in Christ, you don't need deliverance, you know, and then they will be happy in church. They come out and the next thing they go to another prophet and they say, oh, you are uh, no, you need deliverance, and then they move here and there. They are just moving here and there. That's Mr. Pliable. What's his name? What did I say his name is? Mr. Mr. Pliable. Tell your neighbor, don't be Mr. Pliable. <laughs> be steadfast in your belief. Be steadfast in your conviction. Hallelujah. The last person we're going to talk about is Mr. Wordly Wise. Now, these words I'm using, they are from the story. Okay, so I'm not just bringing them up. They are from the story, Mr. Wordly Wise. Mr. Wordly Wise, what he does is that he's happy to hear the word of God. Though. He will listen to you. Okay? But things of this world, ah, I need to get married. Ah, I've not made enough money. Ah, oh, I'm, going to, I'm not going to go to church today because I have to, I have to um, seal that business. That's Mr. Wordly Wise. What does the Bible say? The Bible says that the seed fell into the background, okay? And while it was growing, what happened? Thorns grew up with the seed and choked the seed. We know that you are Mr. Wordly Wise when you are taking anything more important than the gospel. If you take anything more important than God, you are Mr. Worldly Wise. You might love God. You might enjoy church. You might enjoy the fellowship of the brethren. But once you have said, oh, once I need to do this thing in my life, I'm going to drop church. That's Mr. Worldly Wise. And then we have Mr. Christian, who is, what happened? The last um, soil. The Bible says, and the seed fell on good soil. And what? Produced a crop, some 30-fold, some 60-fold, and then some 100-fold. Good soil. Good soil. A soil that would take the word the way it is. Believe it. Run with it. A soil that, a heart that, it doesn't matter what has happened, what is happening in my environment. I have a conviction that what God has said about me is true, and I'm going to experience it. A, word that will, a soil that will not put anything higher than the word of God. In his life. That is Mr. Christian. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Have we been blessed this evening? Yes, sir. Have we been blessed this evening? Yes, I want us to rise up. I want us to just have one prayer. Just one prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, in my life, I ask for productivity. I ask for fruitfulness. I ask for results. In the name of Jesus. Can you just say that prayer? If there's any part of your life that you feel that 
you could have more. That you are not experiencing what God wants you to experience. It could be in your relationships. I'm saying it could be in your friendships. It could be in your finances. I want you to start to pray. That Father, in the name of Jesus, you have caused me to be fruitful already. So Lord, I receive fruitfulness in this part of my life. I receive favor in this part of my life. I receive the grace to be productive in this part of my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want you to pray. I want you to think actively. Actively about where you need to be more fruitful. Where you need to be more productive. And I want you to say. You are going to say in the name of Jesus. I have received the anointing to be productive. So Father in the name of Jesus. I declare. Then you start to confess. And you start to declare. I declare that I am fruitful in this situation. I am fruitful in my body. I am fruitful in my office. In the mighty name of Jesus. I am fruitful in my business. I am fruitful in my business. In my body. In the mighty name of Jesus. My marriage is fruitful. My marriage is fruitful. My finances are productive. My finances are productive. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Somebody praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, so I want you to turn to your neighbor. Say, neighbor. 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 Don't be. Don't be. Mr. Obstinate. Don't be. Don't be. Mr. Pliable. Don't be. Don't be. Mr. Worldly Wise. Be a Christian. Hallelujah. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.